thank you. Thank you, uh, Reverend Banson. I give all the glory and praises to the Almighty Lord for this opportunity to be used as his vessel to serve. I pray that he anoints every faculty of mine so that whatever comes out of my mouth be his word. Amen. As I was invited and given the theme of this Men's Conference 2020, I was wondering what to say, where to start from, where to end, equipping men to win, impacting lives today and forever. The theme equipping men to live, to win, led to the inspiration of impacting lives today and forever. When we say equipping men to win, to win where? To win how? To win with what? The good Lord directed me to look at three main areas. To win at work, to win at home, and to win in serving the Lord at the church. I will start by saying that there are attributes one must imbibe in order to be able to win as a person, to win at wherever you work, be it you in the ministry full-time, be you an entrepreneur, be you someone who is an employee working for an employer, even someone who is a volunteer working as a volunteer for the cause of the Lord. And these attributes, I term it as the star attributes, the S standing for strategic, the T, the thinking, the A, action, and R, reflection. I must say, before I continue, that please, if you can type in the notes of your device, do so. If you have a pen and a paper, write on it. Today's mode of presentation will not come with a slide. No. Many a times we attend seminars, lectures, we get all the slides, and guess what? We never, ever go back to the slides again. We are so quick wanting the slides but we never ever go back to them. But the notes we take, they are always handy. It says the shortest pen or pencil is better than the longest memory. So equipping us to win strategically in the way we think, the way we act, and the way we reflect. 
what are the attributes? There are five attributes to equip us strategically to think, act, and reflect in order to win at work, at home, and at the church in serving God. Thank you so much, Pastor Michael. The first attribute in Bible is personal mastering. Mastering yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ziegler once said that if you want to be free, you have to move from survival to stability. And then from stability to success. And then from success to significance. So from survival to stability, you are surviving, struggling. You become stable. Once being stable, you aspire to be successful. Once successful, you push to the beyond imagination to become significant. And when you master yourself, you become successful. You think out of the box. But here I would say that beyond mastery is artistry. But first, we need to have personal mastering. But beyond mastering, we need to become the artist. Because beyond success is outside the box, there is no box as believers. Using the scripture, standing on our faith, as was discussed yesterday and shared with us. So the first attribute to imbibe as men of God, or believers, here I use men generically, representing both gender, men and women. The personal mastery must lead us to do things well, and not just things, everything we do, we must aspire to do it well. I didn't say we must be perfect. Why? Because there is nothing like perfection. Perfection belongs to our Lord. There is the saying that practice makes perfect. No, practice makes improvement. Why? Because you can improve on your best. So personal mastering. Do things well. Do things well at work. When you are given an assignment to do, in order to win, you must do your best. When you are, have a task in the house, you must put in your best. When you have a task at the church, to serve the Lord, you must do it well. You must be respectful at work, transparent, fair and equal, show up on time. Even the outfit you put on must relate to your work ethics. You don't go to work in a bank wearing sneakers. You don't go to teach students inappropriately dressed. You don't go to work as an artisan without your gear, protective gear. So to win even at work, we must master ourselves in avoiding things like office politics, corruption, and so on. And I'll touch on why we must do that. Now let's come back home. To win at home, remember, we are equipping men to win impacting lives today and forever in three main areas, work, home, 
and in the church or in serving God. At home, still hammering on personal mastery, the first attribute, we must be prayerful leaders. Make time with the family to pray. We must do what we say and say what you do so that our wives, our husbands, our children, our cousins, our neighbors, they all look at what we do and love and want to join in serving the Lord. We must support our families to achieve their goals if we want to win. We must also look at our finances to live within our budget, to discuss all expenses. You want to build a house? Discuss it with your spouse. Even bring the children on board. You want to go on holidays? When do we want to do it? With what resources? So we are still looking at the first attribute to imbibe in order to be able to strategically think and act to reflect effectively and win. That is personal mastering. Doing things well. And we've touched on doing things well at work and at home. Now let's look at in serving God. We must be humble to learn. We must be committed to the course. And here let me explain the difference between involvement and commitment. When we are having our breakfast, the hen or the chicken is always involved if we make an omelette out of the egg that the hen lays. But the sheep or cow, which is slaughtered, which is killed, in order to be able to prepare the sausage, is committed to the breakfast. So many are involved in the kingdom of God, yet not committed. Many are like the hen that lays the egg that will be used in the preparation of the omelette. They are involved, but they are not committed. That is why I humbly stand in front of you today in the Lord's presence to advocate that in order for us to be well equipped to win by impacting lives today and forever, in the kingdom, we must get committed to the cause. There are so many examples in the Bible, which is the basic instruction before living as the B-I-B-L-E, that tells us, and this is still under the point of personal mastering with regards to serving God and the church. We must practice our faith. We must observe and respect the tenets of our lifestyle. You would say religion, but it is a lifestyle. And in all this, it will help with our personal mastery. Now, attribute number two is mental model. So attribute number one is personal mastery. Attribute number two is mental models. We must, as believers, be level-headed, prepared to learn, and open-minded. Here, I will touch on the process that 
things go through before they manifest. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever we think about, we feel. So if you are writing on a piece of paper, you can write the word think. Draw an arrow downwards, then write feel. Another arrow, say. Another arrow downwards, do. Another arrow, habit. And the last, but not the least, is character, and ultimately impacts the future. Now let me take it one after the other. We must have the think, feel, say, do, habit. Mindset, positive mindset, progressive mindset towards serving God at our workplaces, in our homes, and at the church. Most people think serving the Lord is only at the church. I beg to differ. It is everywhere, every time. Our lifestyle should be the Bible. That if nobody reads even the Bible and they just encounter us for a second, they must know what the Bible depicts. Now what you think about you, you feel. And what do we think with? We think with our minds. And what we feel with, we feel with our heart. And what we feel, what happens? In Matthew 12, 34. Matthew 12, 34. What does he say? He says, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pause here and observe. The word being used is not the mouth talks. It says the mouth speaks. There's a difference between talking the word of God and speaking the word of God. Talking connotes negativity, while speaking depicts positivity. That is why we have public speakers not public pocket. That is why even in the parliament, we have the speaker of parliament, not the talker of parliament. That is why when people are disturbing in school, we write the names of talkatives, not speakatives. That is why when people are disturbing, you say stop talking. You don't say stop speaking. International speakers, not international talkers. Talk, they say, is cheap. So we must learn to have the mindset of positive, progressive, Lord mindset, faith mindset that will shape our thinking, that will affect the feeling we will have in our hearts so that out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouth will begin to speak. Ordinarily, we talk. But the moment our hearts are filled with the inspiration of the Almighty God, we cease to talk because the heart is filled in abundance. So we begin to speak. Now guess what happens? In Proverbs 4.23, Proverbs 4.23 says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth 
of the wicked conceals violence. So the speech that comes out as a result of the abundance of the heart has effect on our action. So what we say we do, you think, you feel, you say, and you begin to do. You action it. Let's look again at Proverbs uh, chapter 10, verse 11. That's what I've just read. Let's look at Psalms 14, verse 1. It says that fools say in their heart. They don't say in their mind. They say in their heart because they think about anything that there is no God. So after saying, we do. So whatever we think about, we feel in the heart, the mouth says it and we do it. And when it is done, over a period of time, we form a habit out of it. We are equipping ourselves as men. By men we mean as humans, both male and female, in order to win. To win the kingdom. Where? At work. Where? At home. Where? In the church. Everywhere. And when it becomes our habit, what happens? We form a character. And once a character is formed, it impacts the future. Let me give an example of somebody who always thinks he is not well. He will feel in the heart that he is not well. He will say to his friends, always, I am not well. He will do the action, be shivering, showing people that he is not well. His habit will be a person who is not always well. Guess what will happen? There will be an opportunity for somebody to go for a course. And that course will be in a different country. And that course will require a period of standing, for example, six hours of standing. But because this person has always been thinking negatively that I'm not well, feeling in the heart I'm not well, saying to people I am not well, doing things to show that he's not well, his habit being formed as not well, him being labeled character-wise as a not well person, guess what a friend who hears this opportunity will do? They will not it will do. They will not even inform him. They will inform others. And later on tell him that, hey, Kwame, Kwesi, do you know last week there was an opportunity to go to abroad, to go and do this course, but that course required standing for six hours a day. And because you always say you are not well, and do <laughs> as if you are not well, and your habit is always like an, an unwell person, and your character depicts that you are not well, I believe that you would not be able to stand. Hence, I didn't inform you. In fact, they have arrived at the country. So you see how our thinking can affect the future. And the good book says, as a man thinketh, so he is. So coming back again to the strategic thinking 
action and reflection that will help us in equipping ourselves to win at our workplaces, win at our home, win at serving the Lord in the church. We have to have positive mental models, which makes us level-headed, be prepared to learn, and open-minded. So we have discussed the first two attributes. The first one was personal mastery, doing all things well. The second is mental models. And that led us to the flow of thinking, feeling, saying, doing, habits, character, and impacting the future. The third attribute is systems thinking. I repeat it again, systems thinking. Whatever we do as believers, we need to think of its effect. If I do this at work, how is it going to affect the home? How will it affect the kingdom? How will it affect the reputation of the God I serve? How will it affect the credibility of the God I believe in? For example, you are an accountant, you are a believer, an accountant at work, and you go being corrupt at work. An unbeliever, by the virtue of your action of not looking at system thinking and applying that principle, will think, hang on, if this is what believing in the Lord is about, being corrupt as an accountant who is a believer or backbiting others or supporting nepotism, favoritism and all the isms you can think about, then I better not be a believer. So systems thinking, we need to be thinking of what we are doing, how it's going to affect the reputation of ourselves the kingdom of God, the church, God himself, and his word. Because of time, I will move swiftly to the fourth attribute. I have already talked about the first attribute, which is personal mastering, that is doing all things right. The second attribute, mental models, having positive mindset, progressive mindset, being level-headed, prepared to learn open-mindedness which we looked at thinking, feeling, saying, doing, habits, character, impacting the future. We have touched on the third attribute, which is systems thinking, which is your actions, the effects of your actions at work, at home, and in the church. Before I move to the fourth point, which is team learning, let me, let me touch on something in the systems thinking. You tell your child, I'm going out, I'll buy you toffee, so stop crying. Do you come back with a toffee? What thought patterns have, are you ingraining in this child? The child should not believe in you. And then we go to church on Saturday or Sunday, or worship any other day, and you come home and tell him, believe in what we have heard. Your actions are not congruent with your words. I'm sorry, 
that child will not buy into it. The fourth attribute, which is team learning. And I'll summarize team learning simply by saying, let us look at the word learning. What is learning? It is not repeating the same mistakes. If you keep repeating the same mistakes, you are not learning. Are we learning as believers to live a godly lifestyle at work, at home, and in the church? Are we backbiting? Are we gossiping? Are we doing politics at church? Are we stopping others from worshipping God freely to be able to serve God to the ability when we know this person is the best drummer or the best vocal person to sing, yet we don't want to allow that person for our own personal parochial reasons. The good Lord has said, if you do not worship me, I will turn stones to worship me. The last but not the least, the fifth point of attribute that we need to help us strategically think and act to reflect effectively in order to be able to be well equipped as men to win is shared vision. So the first one was personal mastering, the second mental model, the third system thinking, the fourth team learning, learning together as a church, learning together at our workplaces, learning together at home so we can grow together in the Lord. The final one is the shared vision, the desired future. What do we want to achieve in the kingdom of God? Are we sharing that vision at work? Or we are just going to work to earn a living? Are we sharing that vision in our homes with our spouses, husbands, wives, and children? Are we sharing this vision at church? Or we are coming to church just to show the latest fashion that we have. Or we are coming to church to show my latest car that I have bought. Or I am coming to church for others to praise me because I have given the, the biggest amount of donation. Are we sharing the vision effectively with our people? You may be asking if we imbibe all these five attributes personal mastering, doing all things right, mental models, having the positive progressive mindset, level-headedness, prepared to learn, open-mindedness. If we have system thinking, so that we have the right effect. If we do team learning by not repeating the same mistakes. If we share this vision with all the stakeholders, what practices can that result in? Number one, it will result in us being able to scan effectively. Scanning. Scanning our environment effectively for opportunities. Opportunities to minister the word at work. Opportunities to minister the word in our homes. Opportunity to minister the word even in the church. Opportunity to share with people at the church. So scanning. Number two, it will help us to focus well on our assignment. Number three, it will help us to align properly 
and mobilize the right resources to achieve the goal of preaching the word of God. We were created by the Almighty God for one reason and one thing, to worship Him. We have jobs, we have businesses, we have wives, children, husbands, for one reason, to be able to be comfortable to worship the Almighty God. Opportunity number four, to be able to inspire ourselves and others, illuminating them, their ways for them to see and walk in the light of God. What practice will it help us to do, apart from number one, scanning the environment properly, focusing on our assignment properly, number two, number three, aligning and mobilizing, number four, inspiring us, number five is planning. By becoming a personal master and moving further, having positive mental models, thinking system thinking, doing team learning, sharing the vision, we will be able to, one, scan properly, two, focus on assignment properly, three, align and mobilize resources to achieve our goals, four, inspire ourselves and others and illuminate their paths so they can see the light, five, help us effectively plan at work, at home, and also at church or in serving God. Six, help us in organizing, effective organization, to be able to deliver the word of God. Seven, help us to be able to implement all our goals, our dreams, our plans, our reason why we are here on earth to worship God. The last but not the least, we will be able to monitor what we are doing, benchmark it, and evaluate so we know are we achieving the Lord's will for us at our workplace, in our homes, or in the church. I will end by saying that we must feed ourselves, feed our minds, feed our spirit, our souls with the word of God. And then feed others. Because he who feeds will lead. Or lead. I'll give five classical examples. Where food, the ability to feed oneself, have security, safety, and sovereignty, has helped in winning in the Lord's book, the Bible. Let's look at Joseph. Joseph's example of leadership. I think I have about three more minutes to go. I'll be wrapping up. Joseph's example of leadership. There were so many dreams, about three dreams. Joseph's dream that he narrated to the father, the dream of uh, the people in the prison, and the dream of Pharaoh. But what did it was food. Abundance and famine. Because of food feeding, Joseph became a prime minister. Let's look at Esau. Esau's leadership was as a result of food. It's the decision he made. Arguably, I bring in the story of David. 
we all know killing of Goliath or conquering Goliath. But when we dig deep, the good Lord will show us that David was just a shepherd minding his business. It was because of food, the drinks and food that were going to run short that took him to his brothers in the battlefield where he then had an encounter with the uncircumcised Philistines and then the rest became history. Our own Adam. The food, the apple made them fall. And even our Lord, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, He fed us and He's still feeding us both spiritually and physically. When it was time to feed the multitudes with the loaves of bread and fish, He fed us physically. And He also is still feeding us spiritually. So ladies and gentlemen, in order to equip us to win, these topics are brought. The mindset alone can be trained for over a day or week. Each segment we have tackled within this short period by His grace is something we could use days and weeks to do. But the good Lord has answered our prayers in helping my humble self to be used as a vessel today. And believe you me, I have learned a lot and I'm learning. Most people think the preacher, the teacher, the lecturer is the one teaching. No. The preacher, the teacher, the lecturer also learns in the process. And I'm so grateful to all of us for availing me the opportunity to be of service to you today. I ask you to pray for me for all the works I do, my businesses, the scientific world that I'm in, the human resource world that I'm in, and most importantly, the serving of the Lord, which is the ultimate, which is above all, which is beyond anything else that we can think of, that the good Lord helps me to achieve what He wants me to achieve on this earth even in my death and even after my death. I am grateful for your time. Thank you very much.